I'll make sure my next trip is to the UK. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this one is called uh, Butterfly Abstracted. So it's about change because of COVID. Okay. The situation's really bad around the world. So um, I got this time to explore art and that's what I'm doing. A lot of people talk to me about low self-esteem, uh, confidence, and I have a lot of kids uh, that I tutored and I worked with. You must stand up for what you feel. And I think um, women should stop whispering and, you know, smiling and all. And they should. <laughs> I don't want to do a false start. Good to go. Good to go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very rushed. Right? Oh. Very rushed, but I'm sure it's going to be very good. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> all the short ones are always good ones anyway. So thank you for being here. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me. I've been, you know, we've been talking for a while now and uh, hit and miss. Like we've, I've, I've tried arranging it before and it didn't happen. And finally we're here. Doesn't sound so right. Hit <laughs> <laughs> and miss, no. Hit yeah. and miss, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for giving us this uh, wonderful venue as well. This location, I love it. I was here before. Right. And I'll tell you that incident when you actually invited me for the inauguration. And there was a, I didn't realize it was like a, a proper thing, proper event. So I turned up just in my uh, gym outfit. <laughs> but so did I, my friend. She also came in. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was. I was so embarrassed. It was, I was underdressed for the occasion. I didn't realize. And then when I saw people that were dressed up, I, I was like, okay, I'm just. We were gonna... completely dressing saris. And um, yeah, that, yeah, full full attire, mm-hmm. but. Okay. But I'm so glad you could make it for the opening. So yeah, you thank can you. See for yourself. You it was know, really good. Work I do Some of the stuff that I, I, I realized that my mind needs to open up a lot to understand the paintings. No, not really. <laughs> so my art, it's like basically I have one concept, but it's open to all. So everybody sees my painting differently. So you like, you, like they do a lot of soul searching. So whatever is going inside you is what you see actually. So it's, oh, so it's open uh, interpretation. Yes. Exactly. There's no wrong or right answer. It's, everything is okay. And I, one of your uh, colleague was showing me around mm-hmm. and she's like, what do you see? Every yes. single painting, she's like, what do you see? I was like, this is too much pressure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, we're going to talk about this anyway in a bit. But this thing, I, I, I really like this painting that you've, you've done. That's why you've chosen this Yeah, spot. we've chosen this spot. <laughs> and I just, wanna, I just want you to briefly explain what went through your head when you were doing? When um, we were... So like um, I work on different series, right? So I have different concepts and under those concepts, I work on different pieces. So this one is called uh, Butterfly Abstracted. So it's about change. It's about uh, from a cocoon. Uh, the change is like, you know, this uh, bird is going to change into a butterfly. Okay. So it's uh, whole... it's called Butterfly Abstracted. It's about change and how us humans, you know, like we go through different phases in life and I mean, yeah, that is my, and I wish is, I could read what I had written. <laughs> <laughs> and this is three pieces, isn't it? Yeah. This but is, you do, uh, you've got one piece. I've got single, I've got yeah. like different, like different, but each painting is different. So even though the theme is similar, yeah. like I have uh, butterfly abstracted in a lot of stuff, but yeah. uh, each piece is different. So I don't have the same of, Concept. I don't repeat. Yeah. Paintings. Yeah. There's a misconception with, I don't know if I should call you painter or artist. What would you prefer to call it? What would you like to call it? Painter. A painter. Okay. Let's go with painter. Whatever. So (laughs) So it was actually my passion, you know. So um, 
I mean, uh, two years ago, if you asked me, what do you do? Um, I'd be, I'd say I was a hotelier because I was working with hotels and everything. And there was something that I did in the side. And then the lockdown is when I really got to explore. And uh, this is where I am today. It's blown up. Yeah. Just yeah, blew absolutely. up. Yeah. yeah. And it's been really good as well. And, and it's the, the work that you've done is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good. So this one is your favorite? This one's my, no, my favorite is there, that one. Oh. That you can't see. The green one, yeah. the emerald one? The, no, the one on this one. Okay. You, Garden you, of Dreams. Garden of Dreams, yeah. That's the series as well, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. And you kind of explain that it's, it's like, and at first when I saw that, I thought it was leaves falling. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. But then you said it's actually soul and. It could be souls, it yeah. could be butterflies, butterflies, it could be birds, it could be flowers. So anything. There's nothing. <laughs> Open I, I love those kind of uh, things. So the misconception that I wanted to talk about is people say that the painters or, or artists, they, they have a very dark personality and, and, you know, they, they're quite, you know, in, in terms of what they think about is quite dark. And I, I, I wanted to clear this misconception from your side. And what do you think about that? What's your, what's your personality like? When so I think uh, paintings reflect an artist's soul. So every uh, artist is different and how they feel is what they portray on the canvas. So, um, you know, like my paintings too. So there are some paintings I would call dark, which are like completely black and gray and stuff like that. That's when like I don't see colors in my life. And then there are paintings which are extremely bright and colorful, like, like you know, like one in the back. <laughs> but um, so, no, what you're saying is right. Like there's no misconception about it. It's like people feel what they feel and yeah. then uh, artists, I would say. And then that's what they reflect on the paintings. Okay. It's all to do with emotions. It's all about tapping into one's inner creativity. Yeah. Every human in this world can be an artist. Everyone has art in so them. So I can paint as well. Of course, okay. of course, <laughs> you must try. Because artists, I feel it's you're not born with a talent, you know. Mm -hmm. it, you explore inside. Mm -hmm. So you know how people meditate, how they do yoga, mm -hmm. how they do, um, they believe in different things yeah. in life. Art is something like that. Okay. So I started experimenting with how I was feeling and how I saw the world. And this is what got me here how do you depict your feelings then let's say you're thinking about something very dark right well, let's let's not talk about dark let's talk mm. about something humorous mm. how do you actually depict that in, on, a, on a canvas from your head right. onto a, a piece of paper how, how does that so i think about colors so if i'm feeling let's say if i'm feeling loved you know? <laughs> so i go with a lot of pinks <laughs> yeah. and reds uh, and you know like yeah. happy colors if I'm feeling, let's say, um, relaxed, I go with more blues, yeah. whites. Um, so it depends on my mood. So uh, I use colors to express my mood. And that's how usually I start my paintings. Yeah. And then once I'm once I'm working on the canvas, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's like I'm in a trance. So you're it's quite in, that, in that zone. Then. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I don't copy paintings. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't uh, study different artists and their work because I don't want that to be reflected in my art yeah. so I'm a bit different in that way so I explore and experiment with myself within you within me and how did that happen how did that actually coming up with with concepts within you happen was it like something that you you woke up with, with one day or is it something like a gradual process that actually happened so my first one was because my mom she does uh, class work 
I started because I was inspired by her. And then eventually I just started playing around and that's, you know, I made my first art. I put it on Facebook, on social media. What was that? What was your um, first art? The first one was a lion that I painted, an abstracted lion. And I put it on Facebook and someone asked me if it was for sale. And I said, yes, this was like eight years ago. And uh, that's how it started. And then I put sold. And then someone <laughs> said, oh, can I have one more? And they're like, okay. And then another one. And now I've sold about, I don't know, more than 200 pieces. Oh, wow. Maybe more. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So after the, your first painting, did you realize that, okay, this is something that I can take on and, and actually make it not a profession, obviously, because I don't think painting itself is a profession because you have to you have to come up with concepts all the time. If you take it as a, as a business or a profession, then it becomes quite, it doesn't become natural, does it? But do you take it as a business or do you take it as a, as a hobby that turns into a business eventually? So it was a hobby which turned into a business. But, uh, you know, it's the beauty about art and artists are that they are not, they don't have that nine to five. There are days when you don't feel like doing anything and it's okay, you take a break. So it's been almost, uh, let's say, three weeks since I've painted. Oh, wow. So imagine I haven't been working for three weeks. Yeah. So you have that flexibility mm -hmm. because uh, it's a lot to do with energy. And uh, when I'm feeling it, I can create like back-to-back -back works. But when I sometimes I need a break, so like now. So I think that's the... Yeah. Is that the answer? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. And do you think that now that you said you haven't painted for three weeks... Mm. Do you have that pressure of, of, of like creating something? I mean, yeah. Soon. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, like I feel the itch, yeah. but I might take one more week. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just calm yourself yeah. down. What's your, what's your next concept that you're thinking about? Or is it something you haven't? Uh, yeah, it's already in my it's mind. So I want to do a lot of uh, black, like earth colors. So I have been uh, decorating my new house. And that's where the inspiration is coming from. I'm playing with a lot of earth colors. So I'm putting in a lot of plants. I'm using a lot of beige, uh, white, you know, earth yeah. colors. Yeah. So I've been wanting to do uh, a series based okay. on that. What is it going to be called uh, earth series or have you, have you not named that yet? I, I think that's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, royalty. Here. Yeah. I think I could do that. You know, why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Because that is what it's about. And uh, is there a particular feeling that it was, a t is it just the inspiration from the house or is it something else that's, that's driving you to create that uh, I think series? it's the, um, so I uh, start my work based on my inspiration and what I'm doing. So if I'm like really moved by a moment or something like that, like for now, for this time, it's because of my house. Okay. So because I've been into it and, you know, like yeah. it has my 100% attention. Yeah. So that's how like the concept is like, I feel like it's pulling me yeah. to create something with that. So, so something dark, let's talk about a dark painting dark? that you've oh done. Oh my God, you love the dark side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the dark side. I have a dark side in me. Everyone has it. Yeah. Let's talk about the dark. So you're wearing like a mauve sweater. You know, the, the reason I wore this is because I, I wanted, I was in an art gallery, right? right. So I wanted to be a, a bit colorful. And I was telling these guys, like, I've got two options. I've got a, a blue one, which mm. looks plain or something colorful and they're like let's go with the color let's go with the color so this is the i'm not good with fashion <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it's nice. okay it's, yeah, it's very nice. what is it is it purple or blue purple oh sorry purple or pink purple it is purple for me it's purple i put a poll up on instagram and then there's a lot of pinks coming up okay, color blind color blind yeah 
update, update. I thought you were colorblind. This is purple or blue. <laughs> or blue, yeah. <laughs> blue or black. The, they remember there, there was a dress. It was golden or blue. That was a, a trend that went. But yeah, obviously, that's fine. Um, let's talk about something else as well. Uh, your profession as... I don't know if you parked your, parked your profession now as, as a hotelier. Or are you going to continue that as well in the future? So... Um... I am a hotelier, which I mean, it'll never go out of, uh, it'll never go away from me. That's something you studied, isn't yes. it? Yes. Okay. But is because it? of COVID, okay, uh, the situation's really bad around the world. So um, I got this time to explore art, and that's what I'm doing. And I don't feel like I'm not a person that has like a ten-year plan, saying, okay, mm -hmm. in ten years I need to get here. I'm somebody who explores life. And wherever life takes me and whatever I Go feel like it. doing, I just switch. Go with the flow. I've switched <laughs> yeah. a lot. I started with hotel management when I was 17. And then um, when I turned 22, um, I was in the acting industry. Were you? Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I did that for like five years or four years. And I did a movie and whatever. And then when I turned 26... Then I got into event management. So I started my own event company and then I did that for two, three years. And then <clears throat> the hotel industry was pulling me back. So I went back into the hospitality industry and then I did that for about a few years. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm doing this, the path of art. Here. Doing this completely different stuff as well. Right. Four different uh, sector that you've already yeah. explored. Sure. What's next? No, I don't know. Maybe I'll switch back to hospitality. <laughs> it's in my blood. Is it something that you like? Is it passionate um, about? You I have like your it. own hotel, you said, anyway. Yeah. So we have our own hotels. I have a wildlife resort and um, also like a city hotel. Okay. So that's something that I will, it'll be with me forever. So. Yeah. But you didn't work in your own, own place. You worked at various, various different hotels different as well. Various hotels and around the world. So I worked in China, I worked in Switzerland. Wow. And where else? UA in Abu Dhabi. Okay. That's where you started your career? As a... Hotelier? Yes. Remember watching that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was it like? What was it like in, in different places of the world? What, like I'm, what I'm talking about is how did you adapt yourself in different places? What was your experience like in different cities? And which one's your favorite so far? Okay, so every city has its own charm. China was partying. <laughs> Switzerland was uh, the lifestyle. You know, it's super healthy. Um, financially, it's great. It's a great country to uh, work and progress. And, you know, you paid like really well. And then UAE was really nice uh, when it came to adventures. There's a lot of like um, sand stuff that you can do, yeah. sand dunes and all of that. So every country has its own, um, <clears throat> let's say, has had a... a very diplomatic had answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't want to choose a place. Yeah. <laughs> Switzerland's quite, quite nice as well, isn't it? As a country. As quite a country. Nice. Where did you stay in Switzerland? Uh, it was a city called Bluche. So it's, let's say the biggest uh, station there is Crans Montana. So that's like a ski place. Yeah, I've been around. I've done a road trip around. Okay. I didn't go to that no. place. No. You must have gone to Geneva. Geneva, Zurich, um, Basel, mm. and then the whole trip. Interlaken. Around. Interlaken. Where they shoot That's my Hollywood. favorite. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. Loads of yeah. movies I filmed there. 
that's probably my favorite place out of out of everywhere interlaken and that place kind of i think it reminds me of nepal a lot it did anyway minus the snow cuz obviously i haven't been to places here when it was snowing but switzerland was amazing no even i felt that you know it was um, amazing when we were landing and i you know i didn't know what switzerland is going to be all about and i was so excited for my experience imagine 17 you're going to university you know it's a big thing and then i land and i see cows and i see the greenery <laughs> and i was like oh i went from nepal like to nepal to another nepal <laughs> yeah. you know just with yeah. like yeah it's exactly the same i same, think yeah. same exactly same. the same if we had the similar kind of uh, connectivity yeah. and everything nepal is no less no less especially for hospitality nepal yeah. is amazing isn't it yeah. how do you uh, i remember the the visit nepal 2020 that didn't go ahead mm-hmm. was that a uh, a massive event for nepal and 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 i still don't see people around in the street foreigners around in the street so do you think i don't know when that's going to happen the the, the covid situation is going to go away but do you think is our industry is severely hit now and how how can we recover back from it is it um, like local tourism that we can encourage more Yeah but actually people have been supporting like the let's say uh people have been traveling all over Nepal including myself like in this lockdown you know it's been 2 years I haven't stepped out and I'm a traveler so i guess there are a lot of people like me who are supporting internal tourism and going all around Nepal but it's going to take some time for us to recover but it has started the tourists have started coming in uh people are going back to work a lot of travel agencies are opening because travel you know the travel agencies yeah. airlines and hotel industry was like completely because that's their bread and butter yeah so many hotels got sold in the last two years so it was mm-hmm. very disruptive for yeah. us but there's hope there is hope there is hope there is hope because everything is opening up i see a lot of tourists in tamil the, yeah, yeah 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 i think they've recently come in as well yeah. so hopefully everything goes back mm-hmm. to normal because we we need that because that's one of our biggest industries yes. as nepal we thrive on that mm-hmm. people know us for that as well outside the world outside Nepal so yeah Mount Mike, Everest Mount Everest everyone thinks no one actually people don't know Mount Everest as much some do people, people in the UK yeah no. some knowledgeable people do must be america americans, americans yeah they bad with geography <laughs> so <laughs> right there's one one quote that you said in one of the interviews and i picked that up i really like that you said If you want to win in life, you have to win your mind first or your head first. Right. What does that mean? It has everything to do with confidence. Um for me I I feel that if you're not confident inside, how do you project it outside? So, um everything I did, first I run it through my own mind. I see if it's, you know, if I'm confident about it and then only I can project it. Mm-hmm. So, uh I think it that's how it should work for everyone you know a lot of people talk to me about low self esteem uh confidence and i have a lot of kids uh, that i tutored and i worked with even in my hotel uh industry and uh, my position as director and everything i had around 14 15 kids every year that i would train under right. me so um the main thing is to get them thinking about what they want why are they here what are they doing mm-hmm. you know so uh, it's a it's a internal battle mm-hmm. the battle is in your mind mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's how it goes i guess mm-hmm. so you can overcome that barrier i guess yeah there's a lot of mental barrier that people go through a lot 
and especially people that want to pursue new careers like yeah. you've moved from different sector to different sector and for you it's 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 okay it's easy isn't it it's not easy it's but not easy. it's not easy but now you have that mindset that i could do this i can do it and i've seen a lot of people stuck in a in a place where they don't know what they're doing and and they don't have that confidence as well they're afraid to fail are they i guess they don't want to get into something and if it doesn't work what then but for me i am somebody if i say okay i get into it if it doesn't work okay there's something else you know another door will open when one door closes they see another opens and that's how it works let's talk about this then if if your uh hospitality thing that you studied didn't right. work out how quickly would you have moved on to a different profession because that's what that's what people are scared of moving on too quick they think oh okay let me experiment for like 5 years 10 years and then it's too late for for them to move on because they kind of institutionalized so how quickly should someone move on if something's not working out i think the moment they get an opportunity they should grab it i think it's all about grabbing opportunities seizing what is in front of you and uh, if you don't do it in time then you know the uh, boat has already sailed sailed yeah yeah so a lot of people are worried they think twice you know like um let's say i give it offer like you get a job offer and then they think they take so long to think about it or whatever or they're not sure i feel just take it what is in front of you and then if nothing comes out of it at least you learn something mm-hmm. everything in life is experience mm-hmm. and the more even if you change jobs for me i feel it's you're learning something new yeah. every time you do something you're gaining another you know like mm-hmm. little by experience, little yeah. yeah that's true and it's not just jobs and all it's also relationships and it's also uh how you deal friendships you know like people i feel um are scared to take the risk or are scared to take the chance and things don't work out so i feel like if you have something in your mind um you're not confident about it just like don't think twice and just go for it move move on go, yeah, just come move. on work on it you know yeah, it's not so difficult yeah work on it if it doesn't work out then try someone else Something i guess else. that's similar with relationship as well you talked you touched on that a little mm-hmm. bit let's let's explore that as well that side cuz relationship this is something that people are are very scared to to move on from if something's not working out they they become trapped in in a certain relationship but there there is this this thing called love I don't know if it's love or is it just a fear again because people are scared to move on. What advice would you give kids that that are stuck in that little rut that what should they do in terms of if it's not working out should they just move on or or try? I mean a relationship for me is something that you have to work on every day. You can't be like oh I you know I think he's so hot or she, I'm she's so pretty and then you finally meet that person or get you know you get together and then after a while you don't like a few things about each other. it's about working or it's like when you feel you've had enough you think why you started and what is the reason that you like this person for and then you just slowly work on it mm. so i think it's a lot to do with working on it but the work has to come from both sides if it's one sided i think it's not worth it <laughs> yeah. one sided yeah. love never lasts yeah you <laughs> say okay fine you know yeah. what about blind you love you want to work okay go what about this uh, thing called blind love when people are just madly in love they don't know they just madly in love are yeah. they are they like psychos that's like one year one year yeah. then puppy this, love and then the eyes you know then your eye opens up and after one year then you know what the person is yeah. about yeah <laughs> i guess people don't ask you questions like this in in an interview what do you think of marriage as as a general concept 
I wasn't going to ask the, ask you this question either, but it just yeah. flowed. So marriage for me is something that I haven't experienced. So okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about the so concept itself? I'm not a let's say expert on this topic because you know if I if I haven't been in one, like how would I know? Yeah, but, like, but, but seen like your friends, your family, or I your think parents. it's part of life, and um, that is what um, us humans. Have, have to, to go, go through, through. <laughs> and yeah. Do you though? There's uh, the the concept of marriage itself has evolved so much from from what it was to now. Yeah, you know, people were getting arranged marriage, living together mm-hmm. for until they die, and then and then this was the process. But now people are people have this concept of being alone, being single, or or not being in a in a relationship. Yeah. Why is that? Like what? I don't know what dynamics has changed in life, but. What do you think of this new concept of marriage where people are together, but they, but they don't want to get married? What do you think? Mm, I don't know. It, it's a very strange topic for me because like I said, like I haven't, Yeah. everybody, see every individual is different, right? Everybody has their own thought. Everybody has their own viewpoint. What I think is that <clears throat> should get married uh, when you're ready to work on your relationship. What's the right, right age for that? Is there there a- is no age. Like, you know, like I have cousins getting married at 25 mm-hmm. and then I have sisters who are getting married at 36, 37. Doesn't really matter. Uh, so age is just a number. But for us women, uh, it's a bit more stressful because, you know, of the... The natural psychological, yes. uh, physiological yes. process. After 30, it's like... Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from, from families as well. There's a lot of pressure coming through. All women, like I'm getting through that. All, all women go through this, you know? <laughs> Not like, just women, men as well at, at a certain age. Really? I've, I've what come, age? I've come here now. I'm 29. Yeah. And, and they're like, so when? No, that so happens when? to men when they are in Nepal. I think that. <laughs> Nowhere else in generally, the world. Generally, generally. Nowhere else in the world. If you go somewhere else and he's like, oh, I'm thinking of marriage, I'm 29. They'll say, what? It's what? not your time yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what I'm saying. Evolvement of the the, the mindset. Like yeah. my parents would, would say, don't cross 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've spoken to five people. They said, don't cross 30. I was like, what's your, what's your rationale behind that? Right. Nothing. They just say it's a physiological process. Your kid's going to be bloody, bloody, blah, whatever age. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. I could take your point of view, but I don't know. I don't know. Yes. It's just a random thing that I had in my head. I just wanted to see your point of view. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about this. I think we, we briefly touched on this. So what are you going to focus on, going to focus on now? Are you going to focus on, on painting more? Yes. As, as your, as your career or profession, or are you going to go back to the hospital? So, um, I'm really enjoying my art. Um, this is my second exhibition. I have another one, um, with the British INGO next month in November, uh, which is, which will be for three weeks. So I have that to look forward to and to work on. So I have to new work on new stuff. And then I also want to take my art to India. So that is my next step. Uh, which I will do in 2022. Very soon. Very soon. Oh my God, it's a lot of work coming up. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah. So for the moment, like my mind is only full of art. So you paused uh, hospitality for a bit. For a bit. For yes. a bit. Yeah. For a bit. And uh, yeah. I, I never say never in my life. You never know, like, you know, what comes your way. And I never say no to anything. No opportunity. 
Yeah, but you don't want to do both at the same time. If I have to, I can. I will. If like, yeah. but uh, for the moment, uh, I'm blessed that I don't. You know, I don't have yeah. to look after both. We have a manager looking after yeah. the properties, so uh, I'm focusing on art. Okay, let's talk about your role in leadership. Like you're director of of various institutions, hotels. What was that like? Um, it's a lot of pressure. It it's a lot of pressure because fun. Yes, because I like people. I like talking. You know, like meeting new people. Because every person I meet um, has a different story. And I'm genuinely interested in their story, not just to sell my stuff, you know, like not just to sell the hotel, but genuinely interested in people. So I think I'm a people's person. So that's what, uh, you know, that's what made me love my job, which I really did. And I did it with 100% because I actually enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's, it's, it's very stressful because my role was to make money for the organization. So whenever it comes to that, it's, it's, it's a huge Are you pressure. like a, a very uh, strict boss? When it comes to that? Um, no. No? No. So I let people be because I, so I would, I do to others what I would want done to me. So you have to give people the freedom mm -hmm. to, you know, search, to come out of the box, yeah. to do things their way. I don't tell them that this is the way it has to be done. Mm -hmm. I show them the way and then I let them experiment. So that's the kind of boss I am. Okay. I let them figure out their way, figure out what is their strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and then work on their strength. Because so, what I'm good at, it doesn't mean my, um, yeah. you the know, next person is not my colleague is going to be good at the same thing. Yeah. So I try to see what he or she is good at. And then I just push them. Love it. In that. Yeah. So you like developing. Developing their talents. own, uh, yeah, personalities. Yeah. and. Uh, yeah. And that's something that we, the word is conformity. I was looking for word conformity is we conform to this concept. Like if that person's an engineer, mm. I need to be an engineer or that person doing this. I need to do this. What that, I think what that leads to is that we become like a robot. Right. We follow that person yeah. instead of being a leader or, or a person that can think for you, yourself, we become a, a follower. Right. And, and that's a big problem. Not just mm -hmm. here. I'm not just talking about Nepal. Generally, in, yes. generally in the world. Yeah. That's why people fail in life mm -hmm. is what this guy was talking about. I was reading this book and he says that people fail not because of all the other circumstances, because they conform to a concept. Right. And this concept is there forever. And is ever, ever going since, you know, since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So how does one come out of a box? When they have freedom to do some soul searching and search inside their mind. So if I tell you, like, let's say, um, write a story about something that influenced your life. You know, that you have the freedom to do what you want and write what you want. And then that's how it goes. You have to give people the freedom. It's all about freedom, isn't it? Yeah. So like you take opinions because you are not, I don't think that I'm right 100%. My colleague can also give me a way to make something better, mm -hmm. faster. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So like everybody has different, different ideas. So I don't say no or I don't close myself to a certain thing. I'm a very open person. So I let that person think and give me ideas. Of course, if I don't say yes to everything, but there are always one or two good ideas that I could also learn from and I could use that and see if it works out. So no idea is a bad idea for me. You know, like, you, yeah. Is that a problem in Nepal? A big problem that people, people have this ego? Of course. Yeah. I've seen 
all around every in every sector they have this ego saying i've done this for yeah. x number of years you can't teach me right exactly there is, there is a huge problem here but that's not how i work that's not me so no that's really good and 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 hands like it's 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 a blessing for your uh, people that are working for you as well because to find a boss that actually wants to develop talents it's quite rare right it's not something people want to do because they work for this number it's a numbers game at the end of the day isn't it Ho- yes no matter what, if it's a hotel industry or or a bank or whatever all they ultimately working towards is is a figure right and i really hate that and that's something that i would want to address in nepal coming in future as well that like i want to develop youth so they can think for themselves because people have stopped becoming dreamers they've they've i don't know they just conform to either parents ideas or or idea of a teacher a, a teacher would actually tell you what you're going to become in the future how bad is that how bad is that like you can't tell a kid that you're going to be a doctor or an engineer and i think we're closing this box and then putting it aside so that kids are i don't know it's a big topic that I get very passionate about it. <laughs> but yeah, that's really that's very uh profound thinking. And I really like that. I like that. You've traveled around the world. What is the most important skill that you've acquired from traveling? I wish I could say languages. but i'm really really bad with languages it's like uh, i lived in so many countries and i tried a lot you know everybody has their plus and negatives so instead of uh, like uh, how many languages can you speak a lot no i can't you can't i can't <laughs> i wish i could say that i could oh, speak could a lot say. of languages because i you know lived in so many parts of the world but somehow even like you know like the people around me wouldn't even let me try like i went to spain i tried to learn spanish but all the spanish people would speak to me in english so it made my life easier yeah so then i was in china and they all spoke to me in english and then you know like it helped me but like it helped them but it didn't help, help. me yeah and then uae was the same so i think what i learned uh, definitely not languages but i think it was um culture I got to meet a lot of people and I uh, got to like you know my mind really opened to all different kinds of people that are there in the world and that's how I built my confidence I feel because earlier while I was growing up uh, I grew up in a very strict environment so I went to a convent school and everything so it was really strict but uh, later I think because of my travels and everything uh, that's what I picked up So was it a Christian Christian school convent is yes, a Christian school yes, isn't it yes. I went can, since I was the age of five. Can you sing any hymns? Do you remember any hymns from? Yeah, like, the main one. Or let's do it. No. Come on. <laughs> Which one is that? What's the main one? Hallelujah. I'm good at singing. No. Or let's do a very no, uh, one line. You do it, and I'll. If I knew what it was, I would do it. I can't. You need to tell me what I it is. I can't. What is it? Just art- tell me what it is in the line. I'm an artist. I'm a singer. <laughs> I can play the drums. Can you? Yeah. What are the thing that you do outside your like hobby wise what do you do I could, I used to play the drums um I was very sporty uh, I did a lot of swimming horse riding football I traveled football. to a lot of cities playing football for my school Do you still watch football I don't I play You there don't are some watch doers and there's <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that. Yeah, like because that. all guys get excited when I tell them like you know I played football but like that. You don't support any any team. What team do you support? I don't. One of the first. No, I I actually I'm a doer as well. I played. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't support any. <laughs> Me too. Like yeah. That. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to support, but he's gonna get disappointed mm. if I say I don't, because he supports that team, and I've moved on. I moved on in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. Yeah. This is this is uh, one very interesting one. Why are there two pricing for for uh, one for tourists and one for locals in Nepal? Well, that sucks. Why is that? Is it just for revenue or? I think the government uh, relies on um, foreigners as their main source of income in Nepal, since it's a landlocked country and we can't do a lot of trading through waters. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are very limited uh, to, uh, the country is very limited to what kind of resources, you know, they have and how much money they can make for uh, the general mm -hmm. government to yeah. rule its people. So I think it's because of that, they feel that when um, the mountains will never go anywhere, you know, Nepal is, known for its uh, tourism and everything. So that's where they try to make up for the taxes. So, uh, I mean, it's really wrong, but like for us, you know, the yeah. country as well, like there are two sides to the coin. Mm -hmm. So one is really bad because I have so many friends coming from all over the world. And um, for them, like a ticket to go to, like, let's say my hometown is $300. Whereas for me, it's around $80. So that's the disparity, you know, it's, yeah. it's really huge. Massive. But at the same time, I've also, I also understand that um, to survive, the country needs this kind of income. Yeah. So um, what do you think about it? I think it's too pricey anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we need to look at other sources in, instead of just focusing on and getting money out of tourists. I think we need to develop other sectors, I think, which is happening. And I guess that will change and transition into into that industry as well. But it it sucks massively sucks because you know I'd be traveling with friends, and then they would have to pay a different price compared to what I was I am paying almost five times in in most of the cases. Yeah. So yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I hope that changes. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope the flight tickets they start with the flights. Yeah. Because that also you know like here it's okay. Yeah, they come to Kathmandu, but. Going from Kathmandu to Nepalgunj is more is as expensive as going from Kathmandu to Bangkok. Yeah. So why wouldn't people go to Thailand? Yeah. You know why would they travel like give us Local. internal tourism? Yeah, which I really feel bad about because if people were to go to different cities, then everything else would also uh, let's say uh, it would help the rest of the business people and the city as well. Yeah, more restaurants would come up. You know, like other things would also develop. It would help in developing. Definitely. Smaller cities as well. Definitely. That's why you need a lot of connectivity. Like, let's say we go to, um, I don't know, like Spain or Italy. It's not going to be like uh, if I fly from, I don't know, Naples to uh, Rome. It's yeah. going to cost me $45, okay. let's say. And it's going to cost the same for an Italian. Yeah. So uh, imagine as a Nepali, I went there and it's going to cost me $300. Yeah. And it's going to cost you me $45. It. It, would be, it would hurt me. Yeah. So I feel that it really hurts uh, the sentiments of people who come to Nepal yeah. thinking of the mystical and the beautiful country and suddenly yeah. they are bombarded with all these pricing. So it sucks and I wish the government could change that. Yeah. Uh, but I also see why Yeah, why is that? it is the way it is. But I wish it changes in yeah. the future. Okay. I think we're coming to an end anyway. I want to ask you who your favorite artist is or painter is. My mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's who you draw your inspiration yes, from. my mom. Yeah. Any other uh, popular artists that you, you, yeah? Like I said, I don't uh, study other artworks and I don't feel like I wish I could paint like this or I love 99% of the art I see. 99 because there's always that 1% you're like, oh, 
But uh, 99% of all the art that I see, I appreciate. Uh, I take a moment to appreciate everybody's internal yeah. reflection of themselves. And uh, so, yeah, so I don't have a particular favorite, but um, I just love art. And I wish people could see it like that, you yeah. know. People are very fast to judge. Mm -hmm. I wish they opened their mind and uh, saw every work for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Have an open mind. Yes. Every Everything's unique in... In, in all the senses of life. Fair enough. Um, final question is, what advice would you give uh, a female personnel in in a very competing job? Because I think what I'm talking about is there's there's a lot of gap between men being in power versus women being in power. And that's something that I really, really uh, am against. And how do you think women in general should, or what what should they do, or how should society in general do to for for to encourage all these women to come up and and become a leader? Now, like in the world, there are a lot of women leaders. So earlier this was the concept, but now I think the world is changing, and I see so many uh, women in powerful uh, positions, and um, those are the women that are generally very strict. Um, I think if you're too soft. And polite and uh, speak in a whisper like it doesn't really work for you um, get your voice heard and yeah you need to be strong i think you have to have a clear voice uh, you must voice your opinions even if that leads to something bad in your career or whatever you must stand up for what you feel and i think um, women should stop whispering and you know smiling and all and they should like really like continue be resilient, be, be brave. Be normal and be brave and be yeah. able to talk to people and it's all in the mind. Yeah, it's all in the mind. And practice. Uh, that is it. That is the sweetest and the sweetest uh, podcast so sweet. that I've done. <laughs> and it's really good because I've covered everything that I wanted to cover in this in this podcast. And thank you so much for being here. Thank in a very so short notice as well. Yeah. yeah, it's just literally yesterday and we had to arrange this and thank you for being here. I know you got so much stuff going on in, in your life, in your house, in, with all the new thing that you, you're, you're pursuing with. And I wish you all the best in all you do, everything that you do. I was going to say the same thing. I wish you all the best. Go on, it's your turn. Go on. You do what you want. I wish you all the best. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Honestly, it's been a, a pleasure thank having you. you here. Thank you. And I hope we, we keep in touch outside this as well. And yeah. and yeah, we'll go from there. So anytime you're in UK, just give us a buzz. And then, yeah, we could take you around. We can go places, Scotland, whatever, or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And I can, you, you're probably a better hospitality person than I am, but I'm, I'm a good tourist guide myself. Yeah, thank so. you for the invitation. <laughs> I'll make sure my next trip is to the UK. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, should be good. So, guys, thank you very much. And uh, it's a wrap. Thank you.